Oh my gosh. And they got it. And they got it in dispatch. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have clinched. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. My name is Charlotte. If you haven't met me, now you have. <laughs> okay. I'm Maddie. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> this is uh this episode is titled right now, it's not gonna be titled this, but right now it's called Let's Try This Again. Third time's <laughs> the charm. <laughs> Here we go. Let's run it back three times. <laughs> it's there July. Is the one with the treasure chest. Anyway. It is July first. Mm -hmm. We made it to big July. weekend. Big huge weekend, weekend coming up. Huge already. weekend. First of all, gotta give a big congratulations to my brother Tyler and his beautiful fiance Nikki because they are getting married this weekend. So, Claps shout out for you to guys. Them. You guys, if you keep listening to the Locker Room Ladies podcast, you will have a very successful, fruitful, loving marriage. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do listen. They do listen. They are avid listeners. So shout out to Shout out, Nikki. you guys. This, they'll actually hear this shout out. We love you both. I'm very excited to be a part of your special day, and I cannot wait to watch you guys walk down the aisle and celebrate you. I'm um, very, very happy that you found each other, and I love you both. Very much. Also, quick shout out to you guys for picking the best weekend to get married because everyone has off on Monday. Genius. <laughs> Genius. And Charlotte is excited for her weekend because she has something else going on. Not mm -hmm. quite as romantic, but definitely going to be a fun time, Charlotte. <laughs> she is going to the Subway series. And she's been talking you know, about this since before <laughs> the season started. Maddie, I could absolutely romanticize the Subway series. <laughs> and I, I will now. But I am so excited. I don't know when the last time I went to a Subway series was. But the weather, Look, if you're from the Northeast, you, you know that the weather the is going to be shitty this weekend. To some of our uh, less fans who aren't New Yorkers. <laughs> yes. So the Subway series, you know, like New York subway system. So it's going to be the Crosstown Rivals, the Bronx Bombers. And the New York Mets are going to be facing off in a three-game set. <laughs> the Bronx Bombers and the New York Mets, she says. I just don't want to. We don't want I that slander. I, they don't need an affectionate nickname right now. Okay, well, but yes. we have our favorite player. My favorite I do player. love a good Jacob DeGrom, but he will not be playing. But I can always go to a uh, Skitty Field. Skitty Field? Who's that? <laughs> Where is that? I can always go to City Field and watch him in the flesh whenever I want so but why would I want to go to City Field it's so far you guys from New Jersey listening know how far away City Field is and probably why we're Yankee fans because it's just closer okay I have had enough of this Mets slander but I Charlotte was a little bummed that DeBrom is not pitching and I would be yeah. too because I'm actually yeah. I'm actually just itching to go to a Mets game so I can watch that guy throw some balls Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I want to see him history. live. I really do. Uh, it's history. I really do. I am really excited either way. It's going to be fun. It's always a good time when I go out to a Yankee game. And I have only been to one this season. Is right? Garrett Cole going to pitch? I would assume so, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll get into baseball later, Maddie. 
first. Actually, before well, we leave baseball. This is actually <laughs> baseball, yeah. On this day in sports history, in 1945, on July 1st, the first MLB superstar to return from World War II, Hank Greenberg, came back with a bang and he hit a home run in his first game back. His team, Detroit, went on to beat the Philadelphia A's 9-5 in his return debut. And on 4th of July weekend, it's saying, he said, God bless America. (laughs) He did. There you go. I love it. I love it. Uh, Speaking of America, actually, we have (laughs) some Olympic teams coming together because the USA is getting ready for the Tokyo Olympics. We're all, actually, everyone's getting ready for the Tokyo Olympics, but we're here to talk about two amazing women who are both just punched their ticket to Tokyo and they're ready to go. Allison Felix is an extraordinary athlete and human being. She's a track and field sprinter. Her main event is the 400 dash, the 400 meter dash. She justified all the odds and qualified for her fifth and final Olympic Games. And I mean, we're going to sit here and say we're so proud of her. We're so proud of her. But you know what? I think her proudest title is mother. She had a very troubling, challenging birth pregnancy. She had preeclampsia after she gave birth, which is a really, really terrible side effect of pregnancy. And you only hear it in negative terms when speaking of pregnancy. And she gave birth to her baby really early the child was only 32 weeks. She gave birth to yeah. an emergency C-section. That's horrible. And this is a woman who's in shape. Like she's probably in shape than like more than all of the world. And she still had this terrible pregnancy, but the gift was this beautiful child. And she knew going into this, like, okay, I have these conditions and I'm going to have a troubling, challenging pregnancy. And I still want to have a family and, she did, and that baby spent a month at least in the NICU. And wow. flash forward to 2021, and she, baby Cameron, is watching her mother qualify for the Olympics. Oh, right. She was cheering her on at the Olympic qualifiers this past weekend, or I guess it was two weeks ago, but. Yeah, it's just really special, I'm sure, for both of them. And I'm sure uh, she might not understand the magnitude of what her mother has done right now, but I'm sure she will understand it a little bit once she gets older and she got to be a little part of it and she got to see her mom qualify, which is so special. There are pictures of her going up to, uh, of Allison going up to her daughter Cameron in the stands, which is just so so special. special and a memory that they'll both be able to share forever. And on top of that, she just announced the launch of her shoe company, Seish. And this comes two years after she left Nike because of maternity disputes. So it's safe to say that she has a lot under her belt and she is still absolutely killing it. And we are just so excited to watch her on the biggest stage in Tokyo this summer. Bring home a W for us, please. We need something. Our next locker room lady of the week, because we have two this week. Two this week. Yes. Gabby Thomas. 
Yes. Okay. So we have another runner, Gabby Thomas. She actually won the women's 200 meter at the U.S. Olympic trials this past weekend. And her time was 21.61 seconds. And if you don't understand how fast that is, that I'm result, older than that. That result, I'm makes, older. that result makes her the second fastest woman of all time, behind wow. only Florence Griffith Joyner. That is the only person that has run the 200 meter faster than that. So that's incredible. That's just amazing. I'm sure that she and her family are so proud. I'm sure that she has a lot to celebrate and she's now heading to the Olympics. So it's incredible. And she actually, the, the funny thing is we just talked about Allison Felix after Thomas punched her ticket to Tokyo and won that race, she was reflecting on her journey as a runner. And she said she remembered sitting at her grandmother's house and that her mom turned on the Olympic trials and she saw someone who reminded her of Gabby and that, that person that, that was running on TV in the Olympic trials was none other than Miss Allison Felix. So I think that's such a full circle moment. And Gabby even said that it's so special and it makes her want to cry that she's going to be on the same team as her. So I think that's so special and I can't wait to watch them interact in Tokyo and just see them run together and also on top of all that Charlotte this she girl, freaking went to Harvard yeah she's what so smart she went to Harvard that is incredible I mean that is just absolutely amazing what and and on top of graduating from Harvard it gets higher trust yeah me. <laughs> right it gets better <laughs> she's just remember she's an Olympic qualified athlete she's got a train like one so while she's training for the olympics she's also getting her master's degree no big deal the university of texas she's studying epidemiology and healthcare management so during the pandemic she's basically studying pandemics and that's crazy she is just i don't know how she does it i I think we were all i think not to like put myself up on her platform but I feel like we all were a little bit of a pandemic studying this pandemic. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Right. Do but we she's going to have, or do we not? <laughs> right. But she's going to have a degree to show for it at the end. Yes, and she will. I won't. So don't listen to what I say. <laughs> something else, something else that um, she said happened to her this spring. She actually had a health scare. She found out that doctors found a tumor on her liver and she didn't know what that meant. And then they found out that it was benign just a couple of days before she left for the Olympic trials. And she says, she said in an NBC article, um, the quote is, quote, I remember telling God, if I'm healthy, I'm going to go out and win trials. If this is not cancer, I will make this team. And that's exactly what I did. I'm really grateful. She said she was quoted in an NBC sports article. So I just thought that was super special because she did and she proved to herself and to everyone that she could do it. And I am just so excited to watch these two women, Charlotte. It's really crazy to me that all of these Olympians, even if they just don't even win big in their event, they always have the most incredible stories. They've all faced something so horrible like that or something so serendipitous And it makes them so much better to watch. Well, I just think 
any Olympic athlete, any athlete that's of that caliber, I just, it's hard for me to even wrap my head around the years of hard work and preparation and dedication that it takes to even get to the Olympics or to the Olympic trials. Like making it to the Olympic trials is incredible. That's something that you or I, I, I don't know, maybe you could, I don't know. I definitely could. Oh, no, 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 no. I can do that. <laughs> no, Maddie, no. have you seen me? I cannot do that. Right. I'm saying like we couldn't, we couldn't even imagine being playing, competing at that caliber of that level. And they really dedicate, they, the dedication just amazes me because they eat, sleep, and breathe their sport pretty much from early childhood, I would say before they even go to school sometimes, some of these kids. And yeah. the, the gymnasts start so early. They start so young. And they just, they dedicate all of their spare time, even time that they don't have free. They give all of their time every waking second to their sport, to their craft, and they work at it. And then they, they when they get to this Olympic stage, I just think it's so special. Because, I mean, I'm, I just gave myself chills saying it. Because I just think it is so incredible to watch someone's, pretty much their life's work, culminate. Yeah on a stage such as the Olympics. I think it's so special. And we really do give them the praise that they deserve. No matter what's going on in America, at come Olympic times, everyone's coming together to root for, for this country's and teams and athletes. And I think that's just so special. And it's really speaks volumes of the Olympics and how this game, how these games bring the world together. Before we move past Olympics, I want to talk about one runner super quick who is also a locker room lady in her own right. Lindsay Flack competed in the heptathlon 18 weeks pregnant with the whole baby bump and all. <laughs> this is somebody who was so committed to the Olympics in 2020. I mean, remember, these people have been training and they had a whole pandemic year just like the rest of us. So they were ready to go last year. And a lot of them had to like change, switch up their lives. I mean, this... This runner, Lindsay, said, I can't keep my life on hold because of a game that might not happen. So she ended up getting pregnant and flash forward to Olympic trials training time. She is competing 18 weeks pregnant. However, she did finish last among 15 other women. She made it through all the events in the heptathlon. And that is incredible. Okay. I was going to say, like, it doesn't matter what place you get, just being able to compete at that level is amazing because I couldn't even wrap my head around that, not pregnant, like even if I was training, but she was, she had another human being inside of her and she still completed this event. That's wild. What a story that child's going to have. You guys, my mom was competing for the Olympics when she was pregnant with me. What about you? That is (laughs) wild. Icebreaker. Absolutely wild. All right, Maddie. Let's switch it we, up a bit. Should we do a quick break? Quick little, quick little break? Okay, fine. We can do a quick commercial <laughs> before we switch up the vibe. We will be back. We'll, we, yeah, we did Olympics. We did our, our amazing ladies. And now we're just going to take a quick pause. Just give us 30 seconds, guys. And then we'll be back with playoffs. More playoffs, hockey, basketball, the whole nine yards. We got it all. See, 30 seconds is not that long. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And thank you for waiting. Now we can talk about the Stanley Cup. 
It's here. We have our final two teams and they are facing off. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning going for round two, back to back. Oh, yes. And we got uh, the Montreal Canadiens, which let me tell you, I do not think a lot of people predicted that early on. But here they are. They're ready to play. Game one was on Monday. The Lightning started off with a bang, took game one, and outscored the Montreal Canadiens five to one in game one. Woo! But you know what? A lot more hockey to be played. It's a best of seven series as always. So we will see who takes game two. I don't know. At the time of this, we might already know by the time you're listening to this. So, well, so if you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Right, because we're recording this yeah. before the game has been played. Wait, but I'm, I'm Maddie. You know how sometimes we go through and we tell them like what we exactly we wrote down. I t- totally forgot that I wrote this. It reads: TB Lightning and Montreal Canadiens will be facing off this year. Lightning hoping to defend their title, and Canadians hoping to bring ice hockey and the Silver Chalice out of South Florida and back to Canada. Back to Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny they said it is way too hot in florida we the ice it. is melting let's go home love let's see what they can do see it we have some more hockey news ladies and gentlemen the hockey hall of fame has officially set a date the 2020 induction ceremony was postponed because of covid but now it's going to be in november november 15th at meridian hall in toronto to honor some of the greatest who skate around on the ice. They're actually having a venue change for the first time since 1993. Could not even begin to do the math for that, so don't ask. <laughs> I have no idea how long ago that was. But this is going to give the organization, like, the ability to host the event. with It's 28 years. <laughs> okay, 28 years. Oh, my goodness. So, actually, I think the cool thing they're doing with this is there are not going to be any – there are not going to be any 2021 inducted – Hall of Famers, because they want to make sure those 2020 honorees get their moment, which I think Aww, is lovely. That is kind of cute. I didn't know they were doing yeah. that. That's cute. Yeah. That's special. They're still, because I feel like a lot of things that happened in 2020 kind of got like pushed, pushed on or just swept over, kind of carry over. And, and you're right. It right. could kind of maybe take some of the spotlight away from from stuff that went on in Yeah, it's that like, wait, I was the greatest year. back then. <laughs> Don't forget. Right. Well, uh. This week, Tuesday night, the NHL awards show happened, and we have the results. Let's just run through them real quick just so you guys know. We have the Hart Memorial Trophy. That went to Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers. The Vezina Trophy went to Marc-Andre Fleury. He still has a little piece of my heart, but now he plays for the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. The Calder Memorial Trophy went to Kirill Kaprizov from the Minnesota Wild. And the James Norris Memorial Trophy went to Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. And we got another Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, again. Okay. He won the Ted Lindsay Award in addition to his Hart Memorial Trophy. So... Just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, quick hopefully, shout out. Quick hopefully I pronounced everything right there. Um, it sounded great to me, Maddie. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Yeah, so that was actually – that was a quick insert because the results actually came out while we were recording this podcast. So that's why it was just a quick little overview. But you know what, Maddie? We're going to have to wait just a couple couple games to see who wins the ultimate award, that silver chalice. 
absolutely posted absolutely and and like we said tampa bay is one game closer to it than anyone mm-hmm. else right now so we'll see what happens so true but Very true. more it playoffs more playoffs are happening actually let's give you a real-time live update right now let's see what the hawks bucks are doing as we record this the bucks are probably probably who's probably oh no the hawks are up 51 oh. 38 at halftime, which is surprising because I was predicting that the Bucks were going to win by a lot because the Atlanta Hawks star, Trey Young, is out with a foot injury tonight. So interesting. LeBron but- would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only there's there's another half of basketball to be played. They're down they're the Bucks are down 51 to 38. So, yeah, it's a deficit, but uh, I feel like the magic happens in the fourth quarter. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, right now, at the time of recording this, before the end of tonight's game, or of Tuesday night's game, sorry, because you're listening to this on Thursday, at the time of recording this, the Milwaukee Bucks led the series 2-1. to one. We'll see by the time this episode comes out there will have been one this game will be finished so it will either be 2-2 or 3-1 we'll see and then we have and the suns. suns you guys tomorrow which is y- you were yesterday so you'll already know <laughs> if the suns <laughs> take the it's whole thing me. yes right <laughs> it's like in spongebob mr mr grabs he's like what is today but yesterday is tomorrow right it applies here it applies here right so uh as of tuesday the suns we're leading the Clippers three to two. Wait, how did you say? Tu- how did you say Tuesday? As of Tuesday, you said you guys back me up on this. She totally just said Tuesday. No. Yes, you did. Is it Tuesday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Well, now she's saying it normal. Tuesday. Okay, as of Tuesday. <laughs> now I'm th- now I'm overthinking. If it you're in like, England, it's Tuesday. Okay, with no, it's ch. Okay, it's Tuesday. The I love picking on Maddie for her words. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't even have an accent. Charlotte, Miss New Jersey, over here. All Say, right. All what, right. What is this called? You guys don't even know what she's holding up. Say it. I don't want to now. Okay, I understand. That's a water bottle. It's a water bottle. Right. Okay. And I a water bottle. A water bottle. Oh my god, it's weird when you say it like that. Okay. Okay, guys. Water. (laughs) Well. All right. All right. So the Suns led the Clippers three to two as of Tuesday. We'll see what happens. They play each other Wednesday. So by Thursday, they may have clinched the series. We'll see. Or. The Clippers could tie it up. So who knows? They could force a game seven. We'll see how that pans out. Obviously, playoffs are ever-changing. So, Devin Booker's face? What is happening there? At the point of recording this, you guys, this is kind of old news, but I'm sure you've seen the photo of Devin Booker with that face mask holding his literally holding his nose in place because it was broken in three places. Imagine playing your sport with a broken face hey i mean pilar's doing that too anybody who ever has played the game of hockey does that on a nightly basis <laughs> but i'm saying kevin pilar had his oh that's that too he that's still too. has a talk face about, thing on talk about reporters getting hit in the face all the time too they're doing their sport 
This episode is just all over the board, you guys. I don't even. Okay. (laughs) Keep up. Keep up, you guys. So NBA playoffs, uh, we gave you the latest. My prediction is that it's going to be a Bucks-Suns final. Charlotte, thoughts? I agree. And I think in the end, we will see. Devin Booker said, I don't mind the broken nose. I just want a championship title. So I think the Suns are going to win it all this season. Okay, actually, after the Packers lost in the NFC Championship earlier this year, I saw a really sad graphic that showed Wisconsin teams' records. And a lot of them in recent years have gotten so close, but not close enough to championships. Like the Badgers, the Bucks, the Packers, the Brewers, like all of the above, they've all been kind of close to getting to the final step in sports and taking home the championship, but not close enough. So I agree. I think it is going to be the Suns. And because the Suns, pun intended, are literally so hot right now. (laughs) Maddie, wait, did you... (laughs) Did you tell me this before? Because I just got the weirdest deja vu when you said that. I probably did. Whenever that graphic came out, I was really amazed and saddened by it. Let me see if I can find it, you guys. I feel like you said this to me before, or maybe I'm having a deja vu moment. It happens often. No, but (laughs) I did. I probably did say it before because- I think you did. Okay, wait. I think I I maybe have said it on the podcast. Let me see. It is is sad. Hey, listen. Maddie's- on her way to Wisconsin tomorrow because she has to wipe the tears away from all of the sports fans there. And also That's she why. has to be in her brother's wedding. <laughs> That's why. Oh, here we go. Um, it was, I found it, but my phone's old. Okay. It was on, uh, the graphic is, has a Fox 11 logo. I don't know what local station that is probably in the Midwest, but it, the, the title is state probably of, in Wisconsin. It's state of heartbreak. <laughs> And it's uh, in 2011, the Brewers lose the NL Championship Series. In 2012, the Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. 2013, the Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. In 2015, the Packers lose the NFC Championship game. 2015, the Badgers lose the NCAA Basketball Final. 2017, the Packers lose the NFC Championship game. 2018, the Brewers lose the NL Championship (laughs) Series. In 2019, the Bucks lose the Eastern Conference Finals. In 2020, the Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. In 2020, the Packers Yikes. lose the NFC Championship game. And in 2021, the Packers lose the NFC Championship game. So that graphic just, I honestly, my heart goes out to you if you're a Wisconsin sports <laughs> fan, because that broke my heart. And I don't have any skin in the game up there. But so I, I, I like to watch... Giannis so you know I I liked watching the Bucks in the NBA playoffs but I I do think the Suns kind of have something special going on right now and I think they are going to take home the crown Mm -hmm. the only NBA game I've ever been to was Heat Bucks and I think the Bucks won yeah I don't know why that's so random but yeah maybe I'll go to another one soon well, we'll see what happens. Those are our early predictions. And not really early predictions. We're one step away from the final. We could have given you predictions earlier, I guess. But that's our predictions as of, what's today? Uh, June 29th. <laughs> Almost the last day of June, you guys. But before we get into June, I guess 
we're in July when this is airing. This episode is a mess. Just so you guys know, I I started this episode out with a very bad headache, and the Tylenol is slowly kicking in as we record, so I'm a little out of it. A little foggy. She's got wedding brain. There's a wedding this week. I, I have Fourth of July brain. brain. Well, no, but you like you're in wedding mode. Like you gotta like you're gonna step up. You're a bridesmaid. You're gonna like do the dang thing. I am just happy because. This weekend is 4th of July, and that is my favorite holiday. Me Baseball, too. booze, hot dog. Really? Yeah. Have we talked about this? We did talk about this, I think. We, we totally have. I, like, have brain fog. Okay. Oh, another live update. Uh, Lindor <laughs> single to center, and Peraza scored. New York Mets are up 4-3 against. Okay, right Maddie, now. would you like to have a competition? Because the Yankees extended their lead over the Angels 11-5. to <laughs> Okay, wait, can I also just tell you that I get now updates? This is funny because I was with Charlotte when I did this. Charlotte and I were out in Tampa. Yeah, you were. Uh, having some adult beverages and DeGrom <laughs> was pitching. And so I set my ESPN app to give me alerts every time anything significant whatsoever happened in a match. I remember game. this. And I have yes. not turned it off. So now literally anytime anyone scores in any Mets game, I get a notification. Or if someone's not yeah. playing or something like and if anything happens, I get notifications for every Mets game. And if you guys know anything about baseball, they have a lot of games. So <laughs> I get a lot of notifications. I get every Every single Yankee notification, I'll get a notification if there's an article. Okay. Yeah, but like that makes sense. Up. But I'm not a Mets fan. Yeah. So that's why it's funny. You should just like follow DeGrom on Twitter and just put notifications on for just his tweets. I only have that for Pat McAfee. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And I, I stand by that. I'm okay with that. Right. But you guys, but- Maddie, I actually have a question for you. Okay. Maddie, my question for you is when someone says, do you want the good news or the bad news first? What do you say? The bad news. Right. It's always bad news. And that is how we're going to start off the MLB segment today. I know we kind of started off a little bit. So I'm just going to very quickly glaze over this fact. <laughs> the Yankees got swept by the Red Sox and are officially 0-6 and six against Boston this season. Okay, now. Wait, 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 wait. I got to go back because this is so funny. This is like a Freudian slip or whatever it is. Subconsciously, Charlotte typed that out. In, in our I wrote the Yankees first. <laughs> no, she wrote the Yankees are officially 6-0 and against Boston this season. And I saw it and I was like, that's not right. And I switched it to 0-6. But I, her subconscious wanted it so badly to be 6-0. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote no. 6-0. Please help me. Somebody help me. But like I just <laughs> said before, they are 11-5 right now. And I'll be seeing them this weekend. So hopefully they can get their act together. But Maddie, I also want to talk about this spider tack check situation, this foreign substance check situation they're okay. doing. Yeah. I, what do you I, think of this? I think it's over the top. And I think that <laughs> the pensions getting taken away from pitchers doing well, like it, it's just taking away from the game. It's it's slowing things down. Baseball's already slow enough. We're not all like True. Charlotte where we like the games to go on five hours. No. <laughs> Like, get me in, get me out. Like, I want these the seven innings, double headers. I'm a big fan. I like it to be quick. We don't need things to slow down baseball. Let's speed it up. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. That is a good point. But we have one very unlucky pitcher who got caught red-handed, sticky-handed. He was the first player to be ejected 
from a game because of foreign substances. Mariners, Hector Santiago. But he said this was not illegal. It was just sweat and it got sticky. So, I mean, the jury's still out. Well, the jury, the jury, aka the MLB and the umpires, decided that he is suspended for 10 games. So, big oof. Uh, It looks like he is actually going to appeal that 10 game ban. I would. But TBD on whether or not that holds up because, like I said, it is the first pitcher to deal with any consequence for this, to be found with anything. (laughs) Did you see what happened with the Phillies? Yes. Okay. So Joe Girardi, he was not very happy with how terribly they were being clobbered by the Cincinnati Reds. And he said, like, check these pitchers, make sure that they don't have any foreign substances on them. Check these pitchers. And nothing happened. There was nothing. But so I feel like, is that not a delay of game, essentially? I don't know. I know that's not really a baseball term, but I feel like that that should be... I've heard chatter about this since that happened. Like, should they lose... It's, it's, it should be treated maybe like a challenge in, the, in yeah. the NFL, where if you use it and you're wrong, you don't get any more challenges. Like, if they ask once and the guy's not using anything, they shouldn't be allowed to stop the game to have you check again. Right. right, but we're talking I, about a sport that will the game will stop if there's a wave going around the stadium. But, but I don't what I'm saying the, is it shouldn't be just like the coaches can't just be a little upset because their team's losing and say, okay, well they're probably cheating. Like that just seems over the top, and I feel like you're just at this point it's getting to be it's ruining the game for me. I mean, like I don't want this to be all this stuff. Like let's just let them play. Let them play. Let them, let them play. I agree. Like, no bullying. I stand with you. But I still fully don't really understand how having a little bit of a, a sticky substance on your hand can make you a better pitcher. I don't really see, think it makes it that much of a difference. Maybe it does. Yeah. But I don't really fully even get this whole rule. I think it's a little stupid. The whole – it's just – not stupid, but I think it's just being blown out of proportion, and it was almost rushed. I feel like they should have taken the off season, evaluated a lot more – thought about it, thought about the consequences, thought about the good and the bad way, the pros and the cons, and figure it out. I feel like it was just kind of thrown together and rushed. And it's, they don't know what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. This is a brand new rule and everyone's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and it's just slowing down the game even more of a really slow game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. But I also, just to play devil's advocate, it's hard to tell when a team is cheating. And we've seen this... In years past, it can She's slip still right salty under about the, the Astros. <laughs> it can slip She's right still under the Astros. salty about the Astros. Yes, yes. And I do agree that there should be consequences for playing in a dishonest manner. I don't think that anyone should have an advantage over another player. But I don't full, I still don't understand how the stickiness gives you an advantage, but that's maybe for if anyone does understand that a lot and wants to come on and explain it to me, please do because I still don't I can't wrap my head yeah, around. Yeah, some that. pitchers. I need sense. a pitcher. Or like a scientist. Not a belly itcher. <laughs> someone. Yeah. Or a scientist. Someone. Well, I feel like it gives you honestly, and I pitched one game, Maddie. We've spoken about this on the podcast when I was in maybe sixth grade. But I think that it really just gives you a better grip. So that you can maneuver the ball. But isn't that like putting chalk on your hands before doing a bar routine in gymnastics? That's the argument. That's the argument. I I don't, you know what I mean? Like, 
yeah, okay, maybe it's easier to hold on, but then everyone should just use chalk. Like, how is you- Well, then the umps are going to be like, that's illegal. Like, everything right now, honestly, what I feel like is happening is the powers that be are like, we took this so far, we have to keep going. We can't back out now. We have to keep, like, reprimanding. I'm going to be, I'm really intrigued. I, I, I will see what happens with Hector Santiago. I feel like the players are over it, too. I just think that they're kind of like, let us play. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. we see, we've talked about it. DeGrom is still pitching incredible. His ERA did increase a little bit to 0.69. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so it's not point it's not it's not uh point five anymore it's point six nine now which he let a couple of runs go but you know mm-hmm. we still stand really happy about that. I know he wasn't and it's like you're still doing so like he's still doing astronomically better than the next best guy which is so crazy because even I was a little bummed to hear that he let a run go and I was like wait a second his he's still just the best by so much like so by far the best but mm-hmm. beside the point we see these pitchers and I don't I truly believe that Devon is not using anything any substances and I mean he's been checked multiple times and nothing so mm-hmm. he's not but I mean you don't need that to be the best pitcher in the game I don't know I just I feel like I feel like don't... at this point a lot of these guys are just kind of like honestly hands in the air I Let's just play. I also like, think if they're going to implement a rule, they need to know how to enforce it. Like the willy-nilly, the coach and the other dugout just saying, go check him because they're mad about mm-hmm. something. That's That can't happen. Well, even some players are getting pissed off about it too. Like if you remember, Max Scherzer. I can't even read this article because I don't pay for the Washington Post. Okay. Well, this, Maddie, this was the same. My head is in a fog. But this same game, Max Scherzer threw his gloves, threw his hats to the ground. I'm sure you guys have seen the video. If you haven't, go check it out. This was last week. Um, Oh, I guess this was a different game than the one Maddie was talking about. But he was pissed off. And he was like, just check me. He was like, I have nothing. Like, if you read his lips, he's like, I have nothing on me. He kept getting checked. And he was just so mad. And he was like, listen, I have, he said, these are Manfred rules. And go ask him what he wants to do with this when he was asked about it after the game. He was not happy. Because it is kind of like you're out there and I guess we should have a pitcher on because you're out there, you're in the zone, you get angry. You you don't want to have anything mess up your move. Oh, no, it was the same game. That was, was Girardi. It? Yeah, that was Joe Girardi. He did. He got pissed at another game too. No, but that was the one I was talking about. It was a Max Scherzer game? It was Nationals Phillies. I just think they should be checked on their way out to the mound for the first. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would think, but let's just. I don't understand checking them after. Like, why check after when they're leaving? The I mound? just feel like there's no there's no guidelines. There's no set guidelines in place. It's a gray area, and I feel like you can't enforce rules based on a gray area. I think yeah. that the MLB really needs to reevaluate this and straighten it out and what's the word I'm looking for? Refine this rule before they actually try to enforce it because it's just not fair to the players and the fans cuz it's just it's so it's such a gray area. There's no hard 
guidelines for it. So I don't know. I just feel like just let them play and let's just speed up the game if we can. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Talking about speeding it up. How are we already at the home run derby and the all-star game? Home run derby is July 12th. All-star game is on the 13th. So we will be discussing this a lot more next week. We'll give you guys our predictions and we'll let you know who to watch out for. Before we go, we got one more super cute baseball story to give you guys to leave with, to leave you with a smile today. This is so Wipe those, wipe those sticky hands. You're going to need them to wipe your tears after we tell you this story. So, (laughs) 60 years later, a woman got to fulfill her dream of being a Yankees bat girl. We have Gwen Goldman. When she was 10 years old, her dad used to take her to games as a kid, and she fell in love with one Mickey Mantle. I'm sure Charlotte has a similar experience. <laughs> Maybe not with Mickey Mantle, but... Well, uh, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't love him? <laughs> so 60 years ago, when she was 10, she wrote a letter to the Yankees asking to be their Batgirl. And on June 12th, 1961... Their GM at the time, Roy Haney, wrote her back and said, no, girls don't belong in the dugout. What? Like, what? Are you kidding? And so it took 60 years for them to correct this, for them to realize that they do belong in the dugout, okay? 60 years later, the Yankees, there was a Zoom video. You guys should check it out. I think it was SportsCenter that posted it, right, Charlotte? I think so. Uh, there's so a, there's I think it's also on MLB. You can there's find it. MLB. You'll find it. Yeah. The Yankees called her back and said, it took us 60 years, but you do belong in the dugout. So in this Monday's game against the Angels, the pa- this past Monday, she got to fulfill that dream and she served oh, as the Batgirl. And it's so cute. She's so happy. She's smiling so much. Oh my goodness. When they were telling her, she was like, I'll be there. She was so excited. Yes, I, so I love it. Oh. So, you know what? Say what you want about Brian Cashman. And I am vict- I am guilty of saying an expletive or two, but this was really noble what he did. He said, they women belong everywhere a man does, including the dugout. That was his quote. Oh my God. He said, it's never too late to reward and recognize the ambition you showed in writing that letter to us as a 10 year old girl. Some dreams take longer than they should to be realized, but a goal attained should not dim with the passage of time. Oh, what I want to know that actually that quote is from the New York times, by the way. What I want to know. Her daughter emailed a photo. Like, I think they reached out and were heard, which is crazy too, because think about the amount of emails or correspondence they get. They did reach out. But yeah, I think, I I mean, it is really special that they made up for it. But can you imagine being 10 years old and asking for, like, writing a letter and taking the time to do that and then having them just say no? (laughs) Sorry, no. So sad. Maddie, the kicker is she kept that. She said somewhere in in some article I read that she kept that letter and she had it hung up every single where, every single place she lived. She had it hung up. So to have, I would have ripped it up. I would have been like, excuse you. That is such a good way to look at it. She looked at it like, oh, this is cool. They wrote me back. Not like they told me no. Right? 
Gosh, I'm so happy for her. You go, Gwen. I'm proud of you. You're my hero. Thank you, Gwen. Yeah, thank you, Gwen. Honestly, that is a great advice. Just ask for what you want. And even if you even if you don't get it right away, might take you 60 years, but you might get it. You know what? Wait. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. And things good things take time. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you're a member of Maddie's family, have a wonderful celebratory weekend. I wish that I could be there. <laughs> I wasn't invited. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sorry I can't make it. Um, no, I no, I can't wait to see all the photos from that weekend. Shout out to you guys. If you are not celebrating and enjoying that wedding, please enjoy your 4th of July weekend and be safe. Be safe. Take always. an Uber. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Take an Uber. Take an Uber all weekend long. Maddie, sometimes at the end of episodes, we become very maternal. We're like, (laughs) no, seriously, though. Seriously, though, it is not worth it. Take an Uber, wear your seatbelt, take a lift, uh, have a designated driver. Seriously, it's just not worth it. Just have a good weekend and have fun and be safe. Just be safe and be smart. Have a hot dog, watch a ball game, drink a beer. Take an Uber. Catch some fireworks. Take an Uber. Take an Uber to the fireworks show. <laughs> or a letter, right, or whatever service you use, or a taxi cab, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, if you back. made it to the end of this, <laughs> you made it to the end, please go shotgun a beer in honor of America. And then take an Uber after. <laughs> and then take an Uber after. All right. Thank you guys Love so much guys. for tuning in again. Happy